Vrana was back out skating with the Red Wings, and Detroit is about to face a pretty rough back-to-back, going to Pittsburgh, then facing the Maple Leafs at home. Your Locked On Red Wings, your daily podcast on the Detroit Red Wings, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, welcome back to the Lockdown Red Wings podcast. We're your hosts, Brian Fisher and Scotty Bentley. You can find me on Twitter at BrianFisher971. You can find Scotty on Twitter at BentleyScotty. Uh, thanks for making us your first listen every single day. We are free and available on all platforms, including YouTube, where our subscriber count, your daily update, folks, 175. Oh, wait. It's Man, so this good. morning it was in the 60s. Yeah, it was like this 161 morning. this morning. It's I, man, I, I I just tweet I just tweet funny clips from the been, <laughs> I noticed I noticed today, buddy. Yeah. It's you're, my favorite thing to do. I just go and I clip like a like a five or ten second thing that I think is funny and tweet it out there with no caption. You should have uh the done the built bar clip with hashtag ad at the end. Yeah, hashtag <laughs> ad. Yeah, true. Hashtag built bar pay us. Uh <laughs> Uh, they kind of do indirectly, yeah. I guess. Yeah, kind of, yeah. In a way, yeah, it's true. In a weird way. Um, so, Trevor Zegers scored a pretty, pretty goal today, last he night. Did. I guess, by the time you're listening to this, not helping our arguments at all about uh, who's going to be the Calder Trophy winner when he does a nice little flip over the net, pass, assist, and then he pulls the Michigan off against the Montreal Canadiens in Canada. Not gonna lie, felt quite a bit of dread in my stomach when I saw that because I was going, "Oh no, he's gonna win the Calder, isn't he?" Yeah, I know. And and like the the point we made a couple of days ago still stands, man. We still got we we still yeah. got half a season left. You know, as long as he, I guess, like it sounds weird, but I guess like as long as he doesn't keep pulling off crazy Michigan stuff, like we'll be, you know, we'll we'll we'll. Uh, the, the real going to prevail, hopefully. Um, but that being said, I, I, you know, if he was already one and then just did that, he's, he's definitely, uh, de- definitely going to be still viewed at as one in, in the writer's eyes. Yeah. After that. And one of the things that I said was like, Oh, you know, if he's going to get, he should get it of his own merit, not just because he can do a couple flashy things. Well, which is, I hate to admit it. Not only is he doing flashy things, but he is, producing at a pretty impressive clip right now he um, is and real recognize real he is a filthy player so uh, just a couple days later i'm starting to be like he might honestly just win calder outright i mean dude, he's just so filthy man like i still think most cider has been the most consistently good player the entire season but i know how the, these nhl writers think we saw how they think the other day and he just added to his resume before, ah, dude, it stings. It stings to say, but two flashy goals, like or a flashy goal and a flashy assist on top of the production that he's providing. We know that that's what the NHL writers look for. And Moritz Sider, despite being on pace for a 40-goal season as a defenseman while playing one, one defenseman numbers, I still I still hold true that I think Moritz Sider has been the most impressive rookie, but he hasn't been the most flashy rookie. And just with what Zegers is doing with flashiness plus production, yeah. 
Yeah, I to admit hey. it, but I got to be honest. You know, hey. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna take this take how to my many, grave. Hey, hey, how many games left? Still about 40, 39, 38. Still plenty of time. Plenty. But of time. as of right the real, now, the real going prevail. As of right now, I guess I, I I'm starting to lean towards like, okay, well now I can kind of understand. I'm kind of coming around to the idea that yeah, maybe he's won. I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe I'm. Maybe it's recency bias. Maybe I saw that what happened tonight, and I was like, "Crap, he's really good." Because he is really good. I mean, a lot of people probably have that going through. Yeah. yeah. No, I mean it, it's, and you know, our most recent game was a was a dumpster fire. So, mm-hmm. although he did have a nice reverse hit in that game too. Those I mean, Cider scored in that game. So yeah, nice power play goal. Just yeah, freaking ripper. So so let the real gonna prevail. Let's the real gonna let, prevail. Let's let's um, let uh, let's let it play out. Speaking of those Anaheim Ducks, uh, they interviewed a couple candidates for their general manager position, one of which being Pat Verbeek, who is the assistant general manager here in Detroit, also general manager of the Grand Rapids Griffins. And honestly, Scotty, another thing I hate to admit, I think he's probably the right man for the job. I mean, that's a, that's a, that that's a, a getting a job on a platter, man. That that's a heck of a team to to take over in its current state. That's a fun ass team. So, and and a good team and a young team. So and like a that's good assistant and, and, general manager, right? Oh no, absolutely. That's what I'm saying. Like that's a that's that's a job that nobody in their right mind, if they were an upcoming GM, would would turn down. And uh, one that a lot of people are probably going to go after, and and yeah, he he's been one of Stevie's boys for he's for a been minute now. Stevie's boy, like the yeah. boy. And so yeah, I it, it makes a lot of sense. It makes a lot of sense. Unfortunately, he followed Stevie here from Tampa. Like he came with Stevie to Tampa. Like they are one A and one B in general managing, and so. And obviously, becoming going from assistant general manager to general manager is like the next natural step for your career. Absolutely. I mean, we don't know how much of Steve Eisenman's decisions are affected by Pat Verbeek because normally, you know, Eisenman being the man in the chair gets all the credit and all the blame. But I have to imagine that, you know, they are in together on all these decisions and losing him definitely does strike me a, a little... No, I still trust the Iser plan 100%. I'm not saying if Verbeek leaves, you know, all of a sudden the Iser plan is going to fall apart. But Verbeek was a very big part of the Iser plan. And he's a very deserving candidate. If he gets the general manager position, and I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to honestly root for him because he, he is a very competent assistant general manager. He's been a huge part of what has helped build this franchise. And he wouldn't have come with Stevie from Tampa to Detroit. And Stevie wouldn't have brought him if he wasn't really good at his job. And they promoted right. him to – they also gave him the responsibility of general managing the Griffins. So while I'm afraid of losing him because of what, how that could affect the Detroit Red Wings rebuild, I still trust Iserman. And I have to admit that with his resume, I mean, dude, he's got to be the right for that, for that job. I would be shocked if he didn't get it. Yeah. Especially no, with that I, situation. Me too. And, uh, and, and I mean, like, yeah, the situation speaks for itself like – he he should be thrilled. This that shouldn't be uh something that that he you know oh like my, I might regret this whatever. That's a I, I doubt that's he would. A very very nice situation to take over. That's a it's a very rare opportunity for a team that's that good at at that age to have a GM opening. So you know take that take that and run baby. All respect. Yeah. 
I would definitely like wish him nothing. Not that my wishes mean anything to him, I'm sure. Um, but well, I would definitely do. be rooting for him to have success out in Anaheim as long as he's not playing the Detroit Red Wings. But it would definitely suck to lose someone like that because he he's a key fixture in this uh, organization's front office and this rebuild. Um, but man, I mean, clearly if he's interviewing, he's serious about taking that job. And if he gets offered it, I mean. I I would take it like yeah get a, like, get a like I said earlier anybody would that's anybody a, that's would. a that's a beautiful situation and it's a promotion and anybody would and should so Not best as beautiful of luck as you, if, if it happens well wow. um, we did have a comment on our YouTube page uh, episode yesterday saying that we'd make a cute couple and I think they're trying we to are a cute couple we yeah. are a cute couple there you go um, there was a cute couple of players on the ice today <laughs> last night practicing. <laughs> Smooth. Slick with it. He's slick with it. What a transition, uh, <laughs> baby. We ball. Oh. <laughs> uh. Vrana and Stetcher were skating again. And uh, those are two components that could make this team considerably better. Vrana, especially. Stetcher, marginally. Um, but they were in non contact jerseys. And we found out there is no timetable to return. But it is definitely reassuring to see that, especially Vrana, is back on the ice skating. We heard originally his timetable, if everything went well, would be sometime in February. Well, newsflash, guys, February is just like four days away. Right. So um, we, but not having a timetable sucks, but knowing that he's back on the ice, finally having an update to talk about. And credit Max Boltman for both the, the original tweet about Stetcher and Pronick and the tweet about Verbeek getting an interview with the Anaheim Ducks. Both of those I found out because of him. So go follow Max Boltman on Twitter because he is like, one of the Red Wings news sources, but it's reassuring to see that they're both out there in skating because those are those two pieces show up our de- defense and make our top six lethal. If Verona gets back on the ice. Yeah, no, that, I mean, that's, that becomes really exciting. And, and we've talked about it a million times, but one of the most important things that that brings is depth. I mean, now you're, you know, this team becomes the forward group becomes insurmountably deeper. When you got a guy like Verona, you can slot in there. Um, and I mean, that 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 a top a top six of Verona, Larkin, Raymond, and then the Guelph. Whoo wee! That that that'll get you. That, that that'll get you riled up, baby. That that'll get you the the blood flowing. That's fun. So hopefully, uh, he he's still on track to to do something here in the next few weeks. Well, and it's like it's. It's like you say, the whole trickle-down thing, too. I mean, then you're getting Vlad back down there in the third line, and he's going to dominate down there in that in a depth-scoring role. I mean, that just getting Vrana back makes the team better in so many facets. And the same thing is said could be said with um, Stetcher. You know, before Stetcher was hurt, Australia wasn't an everyday defenseman for the Red Wings, even though mm-hmm. he, he actually had a he, – he, you know, he's been playing okay. Yeah. I, I haven't been – outwardly appalled by watching him play so he's doing a good job <laughs> right and no i mean and and yeah like a, a third line with with vlad and uh and and like zadina on it i mean that's a that that's a nice that's a nice third i mean that's a you know what i mean that's a that's a solid third line and um and if zadina can figure his stuff out could could potentially get you know even better so uh, th- that that trickle down depth man Trickles down depth works better than trickle down economics. Ayo, uh, this episode is brought to you by Bill Bar. Uh, it's the new year, so the new, new year's resolutions, dynamic threat. If yours is about getting fit or eating healthier, make sure you include Bill Bar in your plan. Bill Bar is the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar, maybe even better than a candy bar. 
Built Bar makes it easier to stick to your resolution because it tastes so good you want to eat it, unlike other protein bars, which can be chalky, waxy, or taste like chemical, chemical spill. spill. Sidebar. I tried uh, the cookies and cream today at work. You know, I brought myself a real, real healthy meal. Got myself a frozen burrito. Brought myself a built bar. Just quite the combination. Had all the major food groups on that one. Um, hadn't tried the cookies and cream one though, Scotty. And I gotta say, before I used to advertise that the salted caramel was my favorite, but honestly, instantaneous change. Like yeah. it was, it was no, ten times better than salted caramel. Not that salted caramel is bad. That's good. But cookies and cream just exceeded it by that. Cookies much. and cream is is in the top two for me. It's legit. What's the other one? Orange. I did not know they had an orange one. See, now I'm learning. I don't, I don't know if it's I don't know if it's currently in circulation. Maybe it was a limited time thing a minute ago. But Bill Barr, bring back orange. Scotty wants orange. <laughs> and you know what makes them so good, Scotty, is because they're covered in 100% real chocolate. Most Bill Bars contain 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. Compare that to a candy bar, which usually has 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar, and dozens of net carbs. There's plenty of flavors to choose from. You got coconut almond, peanut butter brownie, which I've always also tried. That one was pretty good as well. There's actually like brownie chunks in it, and that's good. Um, raspberry, cookies and cream, salted caramel, mint brownie, many, many more. You've heard me say it a thousand times. Go check out BuiltBar.com. Use promo code LOCK15 to get 15% off your order. Again, promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at Built.com. So, Scotty. So, Brian. There's two games this weekend. They ain't easy, neither. And yesterday, you even were like, don't they play Pittsburgh first? I was like, nah, they play Toronto next. They must play Pittsburgh on Monday. No, I was wrong. You were right. I'm clipping that. I'm clipping that. Oh, what have I done? What have I done? Let's go. Easy Um, clip. I think in my head, because I knew they had a home game on Wednesday and they were home again on Saturday, I didn't think that they'd go on the road because, you know, I'm thinking of my schedule at work. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, they play Pittsburgh on Friday. The first half of another back-to-back, then um, come home to face the biggest their biggest rival in the Toronto Maple Leafs, and that is probably going to be up to this point the biggest game of the season, attendance-wise. I actually already know that as of today of recording this on Thursday the twenty seventh, when we're recording, over eighteen thousand tickets have been sold for that game. I know that for a fact. Hell yeah, baby! Hockey so, Town. Hockey Town is going to be back to watch that Toronto Maple Leaf game. And it sucks it's on the second of a back-to-back, especially after coming off a team that's as hot, despite the recent loss, as hot as the Pittsburgh Penguins are. But Pittsburgh, man, you cannot overlook that game, especially going to Pittsburgh, because that team, what a, they've resurged, man. What, what, what's the goalie situation going to be this weekend? Ned and Ned? You think? I, mean, I, I can't. And good and let, we still, Grice still isn't back. It's still Cavill and Picard. So I there's no way Blaschel puts Picard in net to start the game unless he genuinely thinks after this last game that Ned needs a night night off. But he has Ned's proven that he can bounce I mean, back. Ned already got two periods, and yeah, I don't yeah. know. Yeah, I don't and know, man. He can it'll back it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting. I, mean, I, I be. <laughs> sorry. I, I, blah 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 blah. No. <laughs> can you clip that too? I'm not cutting that out. No, what's happening? I well, no, I I had just finished a thought, and I was like, "Oh, Brian's gonna take over." Then you started to drink your water, and I was like, "Oh, I gotta fill time." And I just went, "Love." You're making the sound effect of the bubbles in the water. 
Yeah, I thought it was good. I thought you were going to keep going. No, I mean, look, I, in theory, yes, he should be like, we've, he's proven that he can just go back to back two games in a row. So, like, that's, you know, probably uh, a feasible thing. But now we've also seen that, like, Cal- Calvin's going to play if Calvin needs to play. If he you know needs I mean? to, but does he need to? Do you do you think he needs to? No. Then he's not going to play. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I, I like fair, fair, fair. I mean, like, I don't like. I don't want him. Like, I don't. I don't want him to play. Like, no disrespect, but like, these are two like big boy teams. Yeah. Like, I don't. And I don't your even team's know struggling if I, right if I now. I want him to. He's definitely not playing against Pittsburgh. No chance. And he, well, if he's not playing against Pittsburgh with no chance, he's definitely not playing against Toronto, which is their I biggest. Guess, I guess. Because you also got to think there is the fan perspective of it, too. It's a home game at home ice, your biggest game of the year. Blashill would be high to put Pickard, pick, Pickard in net. But then again, you know what? We've seen crazier things happen before. Um, but, I mean, Pittsburgh is a team you absolutely cannot overlook on Friday because they – Jake Gensel is a real deal, man. He is, mm-hmm. he is scary. Oh, uh, yeah. 40 points in 37 games. Chris Letang, which I, I, Chris Letang's got 38 points in 39 games. Isn't he old? Like, <laughs> what, like this Pittsburgh Penguins team is having a crazy good resurgence this season. The last couple seasons, people were saying their window is closing. Their window is closing. They just got off a huge winning streak. It's one, two, three, four, five, six games in a row after losing to Seattle this most recent timeout. Uh, Sidney Crosby's got 34 points in 31 games. You know, Evan Rodriguez has 32 and uh, 43. I mean, up and down the roster, they are clicking on all cylinders. Like, I can't find – I really can't find a good weakness. Tristan Yari, their goaltender, Scotty, 35 games played, a 926 save percentage. Yeah, they're not bad. They're first in the Metro Division. Then you follow that up with the Toronto Maple Leafs, who may be third in the Atlantic, but are a powerhouse all on their own. It's just the Atlantic Division is a tank. Like, What's Crosby doing? I, Crosby's doing amazing. He's got over a point per game. He's got 34 and 31 games played. He hasn't played every single game, but he's over a point per game in the games he has been playing. And yeah, they that, just that got dude, Malkin I, back, I heard too. he's pretty good. I heard he's not bad, that Crosby dude. Oh, yeah? yeah? Yeah, I've heard he's like the next big thing. Yeah, they just got Malkin back after a long-term injury to start the season. He scored in his first game. I mean, dude, this team is – this is a scary team to face in the first half of a back-to-back. Yes. The, yeah, this is like – I mean, this is one of the toughest – this is, I think, probably the toughest back-to-back we've had this year. Oh, absolutely. I don't think that's really too much of a debate. And this is like one of – I mean, there's not too many more different, uh, you know, combinations there of like worst-case scenario back-to-backs just in the NHL period. I mean, that's the <laughs> that's tough, man. That's tough. Yeah, it's uh... – not great, Bob. I how we're let's spin this optimistically. What do the Red Wings have to do to win this game? Uh, score more goals. No, well, I, they did I think, plenty of that last night. And that not well. more though. <laughs> not, not more. Not more, not more than Chicago though. Um, I I think first off, you like this sounds fairly obvious, but you need the top six 
to to produce this we we've seen time and time again this team doesn't win if the if the top six aren't producing so top six go in and get your job done uh you need ned to be on point because we've now seen uh we finally credit to him it took a while but we finally saw like a really rough ned performance we've seen like bad games but we haven't seen that right we haven't seen an absolute like he looks like dog bleep Right. So Ned needs to be obviously, you know, normal Ned. And I I mean, besides that, like all you can really ask for is the defense to not be an absolute dumpster fire. Like if you don't like seriously, like, no, you're right. I laugh because it's true. Like if, if that's like, what, what else can you, what else can you really, can you really, (laughs) what else can you really ask for? I'm going to say, I'm going to go out on a limb on this one, Scotty. I'm going to say, if either of Joe Valeno or Philip Zidina scores in the game against Pittsburgh, the Red Wings win that game. I'm dull, but... That's my laugh. Philip Zidina score. Hilarious. You're You're stirring the pot. Hilarious. I'm a chef. I'll stir it all day. My point is because you know the top two lines are going to do their job. They have been all season. Top line initially, the second line sometimes, now that they've mixed it up, two top two lines consistently. If we can get depth scoring from the guys who need to be depth scoring from the depth, which is Valeno and now Zadina as he slid down in the lineup, then the Wings are going to have their secondary scoring to win the hockey game. I have confidence Ned's going to be fine. I have confidence that at least Moritz Sider and Nick Letty will bounce back a good enough game that the, the defense is going to be the defense is going to be the defense. You know who's going to be out there and who's going to be good and who's going to be bad. I think yep. you can get the depth scoring going. They're going to have enough to squeak this game out because Ned can stand on his head against opponents who he shouldn't stand on his head against. Yeah, absolutely. And, and like, you're going to get the performance from Mo. I, I think this is a conversation for a different day, but like, we need to have a serious conversation about Danny DeKaiser. Um, yeah. Because uh, you know what I'm not looking forward to Pittsburgh and Toronto against 20 minutes of Danny DeKaiser. That's what I'm not looking forward to this weekend. So that that's a conversation for an off day. We can talk about how to move forward with them, but uh, that's you know, d- defense d- defense got to tighten up for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Um, if you're looking to tighten up your gambling game, go check out BetOnline.ag. Uh, there might be less football being played out, but BetOnline has way more stuff to d- to bet on this playoff season, from scores, totals, player performance props to where the next fired coach is going to land. BetOnline is the number one spot for all things NFL betting in 2022. And with the new year comes a new updated desktop and mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use their promo code LOCKDOWN to get started. And it's not just football. BetOnline's basketball, hockey, boxing, and UFC odds coverage is the best in the business from sports right down to your favorite Vegas casino games. BetOnline is the number one online wagering destination. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports and play your favorite games. BetOnline. BetOnline. Where the game starts. Scotty, would you believe me if I said that was my first time reading that version? Uh, Yes, I would. Oh, is it bad? Yeah. No. No. It was fine. It was good, man. You, you did great. I'm really proud of you. The trick, the trick is going very slowly, so you can make sure you're reading all the words properly. <laughs> Where the game right. starts. 
I just I opened it up. I'm like, oh, it's new. It's new today. Okay, here we go. <laughs> um okay toronto maple leafs on saturday at home at little caesars arena i teased it biggest game of the year for the red wings at home against your number one rival original six matchup your second of the week which is amazing in its own i mean you have your old yeah what i would argue is your biggest rival from the past decade versus your biggest rival of the new decade facing off against one another and um i am uh I'm really excited and really scared because Toronto, we talked about Pittsburgh's a, an intimidating opponent. I think Toronto, despite being third in the Atlantic division, might be an even scarier opponent than um, Pittsburgh. And that's sorely, sir, solely, not sorely, solely because of Austin Matthews. Uh, I mean, yeah, like that's a damn good team, man. Like, like the man. I, and like, oh, like what do they have to do to be better or whatever? Like, it, it's it's the same like you just it can't is. get rinsed on defense and you and and whoever's in net probably net has just got to be solid I, I at this point i i trust the top six to to at least get shots which is about all we can ask for so i i you know like i i, I trust the the top two lines to to get some production and get some opportunities the rest just comes back to the the, the back half of the team. Like it's, it, yeah, it, it really is just consistently going to come down to is is the defense and like you know like the forechecking and and everything. Like it's not strictly the defenseman period per se, but like we, as as a team, we we gotta play some some damn defense. And uh, yeah. and. If Ned's on his game and and we we have some different defense, some decent defense rolling, I I like our odds against anybody, but that's a big ask the last couple of weeks. Yeah, and I, I'm looking at like stats and like how they line up next to each other. These two teams like are are serious threats in very similar areas. Um, we talked about the goaltending for Pittsburgh and how the save percentage is like nine twenty two. Well, guess what? Jack Campbell in 30 games this season, 926 save percentage. Not bad. Very much not bad. That is that is a far cry from not bad. He is insane this season. Um, offensively, Austin Matthews already at 25 goals. Burton Larkin are at 20 each. Just plugging that. I mean, they both got their 20th against Chicago. Pretty hot. Um, uh, but 43 points total for Matthews. William Nylander, 40 points in 39 games. Tavares is 38 and 38. Morgan Riley is 40 and or 34 and 39. I mean, you go down that list, and it's just a bunch of guys who are at, above, or just below a point per game. The biggest crux the Toronto Maple Leafs have had in the last years are their defense, much similar to the Detroit Red Wings. And the postseason. Well, that's where the defense <laughs> comes into play. Um, get pranked get pranked epic bro um <laughs> hashtag dynamic threat scotty Bentley. <laughs> that's me baby um Oof. no but seriously it's it, it's a dangerous team on back-to-back yeah, but like again like it, it it's it, it's hard to to you know some back-to-backs you're like oh like this is the you know the, the get right or like the, the tone setting game at the beginning, like you play kind of a bad team and then you, 
you go and you, you have a tough team at the end or, or it's like, oh, like you get the tough one out of the way. You're going to use all your energy. That makes the second game against maybe a worse team a trap game. This is just like rough. Like this yeah. is just two incredible teams at the moment. And uh, it's, it's going to take it's going to get take some a game. It's like when you're coach, when you're when you're learning how to check in hockey and your coach goes, OK, guys, line up for the gauntlet. You go, oh, no, I want the gauntlet. <laughs> oh, you know what the gauntlet is scotty yes i oh. i am very aware yes man that's uh, this is what it is for the detroit red wings they're lining you up telling you to skate down the boards and everyone is going to hit you as you skate down the boards it's uh just well, so you the, can learn just so you can learn how to take a hit <laughs> yeah the uh, toronto's not not shy of uh of, of hits either well that's another thing that makes them dangerous too it's just not all skill it's grit mixed in there too but you know what? I, I, I'll assure you, Giovanni's playing the Toronto against Toronto. You know what? Call uh, I, I can, too. I can pro. Let's do it. What are we waiting for? Let's do it. Four C, and uh, make the fourth line the Smith line. Make him four C. Get Giovanni out there, and we can just we can just go to go to town and and just mess some people up. It's funny because Jamel's not even really a fighter like that. It's really just Giovanni. But yeah, Giovanni's like reputation is bleeding over. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> for real, for real. But, um, but no, man. I, uh, Giovanni's de- I, honestly lately he's just been playing period because you know we've needed him for depth and stuff. But he he's probably I would be shocked if he did not log a fight at, in, against Toronto. Yeah, at least and, if not both games, to be honest. And you know what? He note the Red Wings as a whole have in their favor in this game is the fact that they're at home in front of their home crowd with what's going to be a sold out crowd. And I have reason to believe recent years, it's been more Maple Leafs fan than Red Wings fans at LCA because the Red Wings are bad. Toronto could cross the border. I have reason to believe that's not the case this time around. One, the Red Wings are much better this season. So the LCA has been packed pretty much every, every game, even the weekday games have been pretty well packed. Like the game against Chicago the other night, was, you know, at least 75% capacity, which is good for a weekday. I think that with the COVID policies and how hard it is across the border from Canada and the fact that the Wings are playing better than they have been in recent years, that 18,000, I think, is going to be the majority Red Wings fans. I think it's going to be a loud, loud crowd. crowd loud, LCA. loud crowd, baby. Loud, loud crowd at loud, LCA. loud crowd. And I think that's going to fire up the Detroit Red Wings and, you know, that's what makes hockey great, man. On any given day, no, no matter how intimidating the uh, Toronto Maple Leafs are, the Red Wings have the ability to play up to their opponent. And we've seen it several times up this season when they beat Edmonton, when they beat the Golden Knights. Um, they beat Boston, right? They beat Boston once this season. Yeah. I mean, they, they have the ability to win games against tough opponents, and they have two tough opponents, one of which is at home. They have that in their favor. So despite how it looks like on the roster sheet, how despite how it looks like on the lineup, you can't count the Red Wings out. And you that's can't what's made count the, the boys out. That's what makes this season so special. Absolutely. Big step forward, man. For real. Absolutely. Um, thanks for making Lockdown Red Wings your first listen every day. Now make your second listen to Lockdown Bets. Uh, they're your home for expert analysis and insights. Thanks to your boy Q and Lee Sterling. Lockdown Bets. Go check them out. Still can't figure out what that last line was. <laughs> he just goes, Black Dot Vets, go check them out. <laughs> I got, I think, I got to think, I think I know where the read is ho- homed now, but I got to go find it. So that sounds like a problem for Monday, Brian. 
Yes. Uh, Scotty, any final thoughts? Get that silly hat off your head and we ball. I'm a fan of hockey, not of this particular team, but I went to Nashville, wanted to pick. It's like my thing. Don't I care. like picking up hats when I go. Don't places. care. There you go. Let's go. <laughs> we ball. We absolutely ball. Oh, final thought. Real fi- final, final thought. I saw the uh, Red Wings all-star jerseys up close at LCA at work uh, yesterday. They weren't bad, eh? Oh, I love them. It's it, I, All my friends split on them. Whether or not they like the new all-star jerseys for this year, I like that it's kind of an older look, older design to them with how they look, not that all-black stuff they've been going with in recent years. Up close, man, that stitching. Mm, so good. I wanted one so bad, but no, I have to. I, I, I can't. It's too – jerseys are expensive, man. They're not cheap. But they're so pretty, guys. Hockey money, baby. Not oh. cheap plug for my work those go on sale my friends on saturday at the toronto game so ah. you're going to be able to catch them if you go to the game but they don't go on sale on until saturday yeah we have them but they don't go on sale until saturday so just right. letting that until, be known guys. right now until anyways be back with two game recaps with you on monday big same day time monday. big day of monday same time same place your team. I got one more final thought. <laughs> Is it every day? Every day. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs>